why 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 does like starting suddenly become like a thing it's like oh i'm sorry i know thing. it's i it's because like we're so used to like the whole like it's your go yeah. oh right yeah, yeah, yeah sorry yeah. oh yeah, yeah me <laughs> okay nine times out of ten it's you though I'm Phil Rickaby, and I am a writer and performer, and I am also an introvert. I'm Jess Gorman, and I am a theater maker, and I am also an introvert. And this is The Introvert's Guide to... On The Introvert's Guide to, we talk about the introvert life and how to live it to the fullest. We'll choose a topic and discuss it as well as try to f- boop. We'll choose a topic and discuss it as well as try to find other helpful hints on social media and on the internet at large. If you want to drop us a line, we would love to hear from you. You can find us on Twitter and Instagram at introvertguide2, the number two. And you can find the website at introvertsguide2.com. If you want to send us a message, you can do that through the website, or you can email us at introvertsguidetostuff at gmail.com. And remember, we may use your questions or comments on an upcoming episode of The Introvert's Guide 2. And if you like the podcast and you listen on Apple Podcasts, please consider leaving a comment and a five-star rating. Your comments and ratings help new people find the show. But even better, whether you listen on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts, if you know someone that might like The Introvert's Guide to, tell them about it. Some of our favorites... Some of our favorite podcasts became our favorites because someone we know told us about them. So Jess, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to give you a phrase. We've mentioned this phrase before on this show. I know. I already don't like where it's I, going. I know. I know. We've, 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 we know where the topic is. So you can probably guess what the phrase I'm going to say is. Well, it's probably going to be like one of the th- three. Yeah. It, okay. I'm going to say, well, look who finally decided to join us. Yeah, that's the one I hate the most. I know it's the one you hate the most, and that's why I decided to use it, because today we're talking about social punishment. Oh, we talk, you know, this one feels like it's been a long time coming. Yeah. We've talked about it. We've mentioned it. Mm. We've gotten so many emails about it. It's time. Yes. It's time to unpack yeah, it. for sure. Um. So, so for someone who's been fortunate enough not to experience social punishment, could you describe it? <laughs> I've never experienced social punishment. No, I mean, let me let me let me say that again. Let me like rewind. <laughs> let me rewind and say what I meant to say. So for those who may not have experienced social punishment, could you describe it for us? It's that feeling of making a choice. You're making a choice that already puts you in an uncomfortable position, but you've decided that you're going to pump yourself up and do it. You finally did it. And sure enough, as you enter in to this circle of hell you never even wanted to be in to begin with, somebody, usually a well-meaning loved one, in most cases, not all the time, but in a lot of cases, has to single you out and they think it's funny. They think they're just 
making light of the situation, but it's a passive aggressive moment and it singles you out and it's embarrassing. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you've got the, that moment when, you know, your parents say are having some kind of party. They've had some adult people over and those people have kids and you're like, oh, I don't want to do it. And so you go to your room and you're reading a book or whatever. And after a while, you're like, I know I have to make an appearance. And, or maybe it's just, I'm thirsty, so I'm going to go down to the fridge and get a drink. But of course, to do that, you have to do it in front of all of the people. And you go down to the fridge. I just want my basic human I know, needs I just want met. to get like, I just to get like a pop or something. And you, or a soda for our American friends. And I open the fridge. And before I can grab the drink and run back upstairs, mom is like, well, look who decided to join us. And then you hate to be the disappointment, but you got to dash, but you can't. You can't now. now. You can't. No. But you want. Just wanted a bubbly. You want to. You're just like, because if, if, you know what? If nobody had said anything, you probably would have stayed. That's right. If nobody had said anything, you would have been content to maybe socialize a little bit, talk to the other uh, talk to the adults talk to some of the kids or whatever that are also there but as soon as because you're being called out for it you're done forget about it oh absolutely it, you become the topic of conversation there is nothing more hellish than that than being in the room and being the topic of discussion when you didn't even consent to it oh and, and you know it's probably because if they say it in front of other people then they're gonna they jump into the conversation to be like, oh, do they do that a lot? Yeah, they do that all the time. They always mm. they always hide out in their room. They don't come down and socialize when we have people over. And you're just wanting to die. And then the worst part is, is when that the people that they're chatting with do the whole like, oh, my son Johnny does the same thing. He is such an outcast sometimes. <laughs> I swear, I can't get a read on him. And you're just like, great. Now I'm with Johnny the outcast. Now what do I do? Or it's a cousin or somebody like that. But, you know, the thing they do then is they look at you with pity. Yep. And I don't need to be pitied. All we wanted was a drink or we came downstairs out of obligation because we knew that we had to. And what did we get out of it? Nothing but like social punishment for just tr interacting after resting up to do it. And those moments are hard to recover from. Like, they really are hard to recover from. I've had those moments and I have nonstop thought about it of all the different ways I could have responded. Mm. But there doesn't seem to be one response that I can just nail down and think, that's the one. I don't feel rude. My boundary was laid. And and I, I didn't hurt anybody's feelings because that's something we all struggle with is how do I make a boundary while not hurting the other person's feelings? I don't know, part of me as a teenager, there's a there's a bit of the the you know what, I want a snappy comeback here. <laughs> also the fact that you've been you've had your feelings hurt, so now you're like, I need to snap I need a snappy comeback. And I don't know about you, but my snappy comebacks sounded like uh, Yeah, I did. Yep. Or something yeah. like that. So it would be really bad and then suddenly if you're in a crowd or in a group of people that called you out, then you get roasted. Yeah. Yeah. And then it gets worse. Yeah. 
nothing worse than that. It's one thing with your mom, but when you're with like a group of like aged folk, you're done. I will share a story. Years ago, I had a friend and they lived in a small town in sort of like north eastern Ontario, northwestern Ontario, not like like above the Great Lakes, but like just near Superior, near Lake Huron. They were from King Carden, Ontario. And Ooh. I went to visit them. I was a teenager and their parents had, had wanted me to come up and, and like spend the week. So it was a great week. You know, I went out to this town and my friend, it was a small town. So, you know, we did the small town things, swimming, that sort of thing. And then occasionally the friend would have people over. And she liked a really big party. So she would have a bunch of friends over. And I would stay in the room that was mine, the guest room, and occasionally pop out, but almost like hide out because I was just, she knew I have everybody and I knew nobody. And so I would go out and somebody would be like, oh, hey, there you are. I've heard so much about you. Thanks for joining or something like that. And you're just like, I'm going back. Yeah, son of a bitch. <laughs> <laughs> No, I get it, though. And it's like, I love when people say, we're so glad that you came out. But something in the back of my head goes, were you thinking about me while I was in the other room in the sense of like, are they thinking I'm being a hermit? Do mm. they think I just don't like anybody? It, it was just like our last episode. Yeah. I'm not rude. I'm not being arrogant. And like, it just suddenly gets you self-conscious and so self-aware. And they come from an, a fun place. But again, they're they're more passive aggressive than anything. I do wonder if there's a bit of a, there's because there can be a little bit of a bite to it, right? Because that, mm -hmm. oh, look who decided to join us. That's a dig, right? There's a dig in there that it might be passive aggressive, but it's still, um, it has a, a, a slight edge or meanness to it which Ooh, for sure you know is not exactly the kind of thing that makes us feel welcome in this space even though they are they don't know what they're doing mm -hmm. they don't know that they are shaming you somehow because to me it seems obvious that that is a shaming comment they think they're just being like I don't know, somehow encouraging that you should have been down earlier or something. I don't understand yeah. what the driver is for these comments, but yeah. Yeah. I don't either. Like, you know, when you think about if it's an encouragement, there's a sense of positive reinforcement that they think they're mm -hmm. getting at. But with a reinforcement, something's being added, an encouragement per se, right? But it feels more like a punishment because something's being taken away in that moment, which is our sense of confidence. Right. And therein lays the confusion for the one who doled out this punishment. <laughs> so it's just, I get it. It, it can feel encouraging. It can feel like we're pumping somebody up. We wanted you here. So glad you decided to join us, but how can we now navigate a social environment when I feel like all eyes are on me? I have been trying to develop over the years ways of turning it back and just in a, in a healthy way deflecting. 
I don't know how many other healthy ways there are to deflect. I don't know if it's necessarily healthy, but I'm trying. And even if it means just quickly changing the subject, just like, oh, yeah, just coming to get a drink anyway. Are you guys having a good time? And then just leave it at that. Every time I find that someone is trying to still come back to me and keep asking, well, why don't you socialize? Why aren't you around? You know, why don't you ever come to the parties? Then it's just a quick like, I, I don't know. I just don't really feel like it. Anyway, how long have you guys been here for? You in town long? And then just move on. But it's not that simple sometimes. It it can be relentless. Yeah, yeah. because it can be started by one person and then continued by another. And suddenly everybody in the room is sort of like asking you why you didn't come down sooner or whatever. Mm-hmm. Do you have a sense of, and, you know, as people who have had this done to them, we may not have an accurate sense of what's behind it. But do you have a sense of, of what is the driver of these socially punishing statements or questions? I feel like there's a base of frustration and lack of un, like lack of empathy. I feel like if you understand somebody, then pointing things out like that is not necessary. If you yourself are not introverted, which majority of the times with our extroverted friends seems to be the case, they don't tend to understand, then they don't understand introversion and why we are the way that we are. And again, they fall right into it. So I think they get frustrated. Mm. And I isn't that kind of where passive aggressiveness can come from yeah. is is a it's a contained frustration. Yeah, frustration and also I think it I think you're right that it comes from from not understanding or not like really understanding why we're not in the room socializing because if somebody doesn't really know the difference, if they've seen introversion as uh, a choice or something something that you should stop, which we've talked about before, that you need to change, somehow the ne- they it's like this negative reinforcement will snap you out of it and realize that you should just stop being introverted, which, mm-hmm. you know, when you, we just want to be like, we'll socialize, but, you know, let us do it on our terms right? Absolutely. Yeah. Not on yours. I, there's definitely a a sense of no empathy, no empathy, no understanding of, of what this person wants, Mm -hmm. how they need to be, how they choose to be. And it doesn't sound so hurtful on the surface, but honestly, the more that we're talking about it, it is hurtful. I mean, I don't want my loved ones to think that I don't want to be around them. Mm-hmm. And it makes me feel like they're thinking the worst of me when I don't join them for those social situations. Sometimes it warrants a conversation. Yeah. It's like, you know, I think the the issue oh. is that this this passive-aggressive questioning is something that all that does is make us not want to be there. Right. Mm -hmm. And I'm not entirely sure. And and even with your explanation, which I sort of understand, I'm not entirely sure what the person who is saying this thing is expecting us to do. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Honestly, it's, I, 
it comes to a point where you think the worst of it of, do you want an apology? Am I, do I owe you something? Are you trying to really let it out how you feel? Are you upset with me that I don't do this? It's hard to say what the context is. Yeah. And then there's also, of course, the, the, the question of like, like my response, the response that I would want, like my gut response would be along the lines of, well, I was going to, but now forget it. Yes. I have, I have a very vocal friend of mine, very old, old friend, but vocal. And I, I, I very distinctly remember somebody did the social punishment to him in front of a group of friends and they did, I forget what the line was, but it was definitely along the lines of, well, look who decided to join us. And his was, I didn't want to be here. So now I really don't. Right. I'm going to go now. Yeah. And, he, and he left. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I was like, don't know what to tell you, but it's humiliating. Yeah. You like I obviously we know where it comes from in our having received it, but there is still the question of like I don't know what the person who's doling it out thinks was going to happen. Mm. Were we suddenly going to say, "Oh my goodness, I was introverted and now I'm not because thank you for making it like pointing out that I wasn't here, but now I am." Yeah, I don't understand it. I and and it it, it catches me right because it's like I don't see how in that situation if the tables were reversed and and that was said to them would they want to be there? Yeah, I think that especially holds true for people we don't really know all that well that do that to us, like coworkers, for instance. Mm -hmm. That speaks a lot about their character yeah. because you're right. What do you want from me? If the tables were reversed, you would be feeling very humiliated right now. So to me, it says that this person doesn't have a lot of empathy, can't really think outside of their own existence. That's a problem. Yeah. So I, I, I think it says more about people that we don't know yeah. than it does our loved ones. Our loved ones, I feel like it, it just comes from the frustration and not knowing what to do with us. Sure. What do we do to you? But it may also come from like, you know, some of the, like if it's, if it's like a family get together, it's probably, it may be likely to come from like one of those uncles or aunts that you see once a year or something mm -hmm. that has this corrective. They're the person who's, who's also likely to say, oh, look at you. You've lost a bit of weight. It's a start, which is like the, the, the like, oh, no. No, no, it's time for you to get a smack. Let me tell you how many times that has happened to me at Thanksgiving. Oh my God, <laughs> what is wrong with these people? I, okay, like, I grew up at a time where eight-year-old, eight-year-old Jess would say, I feel really bad about myself. Other words were used, but I've grown up out of it and I don't care anymore. And I remember saying this and relatives saying to an eight-year-old, you know, if you just did some sit-ups, you'd lose that tummy. Ugh. An eight-year-old. That gave me such a complex. Of like, course it people did. People don't think. Of course it did. It's such a, of course, and also like for an eight-year-old, like, 
Leave the kid alone. An eight-year-old in the 90s, okay? Low-rise genes were on the rise. Those were traumatizing. Yes. Oh. Yes. Sorry, I was like the low-rise <laughs> genes were on the rise. I know. Thank very you. Good. I good really appreciate there. that. Thanks. But I mean, there's... I'm a writer. <laughs> <laughs> there's... That is another form of social punishment, right? It's the... and the, But that one isn't really related to the to the introversion. But it's like, that's the kind of person who doesn't know you very well and makes a whole bunch of assumptions about you. Yeah. In the guise of, oh, I'm just trying to help. Yeah, no. And there's no compassion no. there whatsoever. None whatsoever. I'm wondering what are the more, how shall I put this, uh, delicate ways of navigating those situations. Because some of, I believe there are some listeners who do not have <laughs> those tools. Uh -huh. And I might be looking at one of the hosts who doesn't have it yet. <laughs> You're making a When I tell you I struggled. Because... Cause, well, maybe cause my because my gut response right now is somebody is like, oh, look who look who finally decided to join us is go fuck yourself. And I walk back into my room. Right. That's right. The anger bubbles. I am. I get so angry really quick and I get snippy and mad and then I get passive aggressive and again, I'm really trying hard. And so when I say, like, I just have to keep deflecting, it's for everybody's own good. <laughs> no, I get it. I'm a Virgo. I get it. And I'm, I'm you know, I, it's not listen. Not, I, I think go fuck yourself is not passive aggressive. It's just aggressive aggressive. It's pretty direct. It's directly yeah. aggressive. But that's like the instinct. And of course, you can't necessarily say that to family. In which case, I go... Well, fuck yourself in my brain, and then I go away. Right? <laughs> it's, thank goodness I only see you once a year. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> anyway. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Oh my gosh! I know. A good way and to deal with it, and that is the question. And I think, I think it takes tact. It takes practice, yeah. and it takes workshopping because there are so many different things that you can try. And this is one of those moments where we, as the Introvert's Guide to hosts, say, say what you mean, but in this situation, probably best not to, <laughs> because you might escalate yeah, something. Yeah, if it's a family gathering or a family something and somebody is throwing that at you, probably go fuck yourself is not going to get you a good result. Once again, we're going to repeat that. Telling someone to go fuck themselves may not be the best. Wait. <laughs> Let me write this down because I think I need the reminder. Let me just, you know, I'm going to write this do down. Do you want it nice and slow? Please. Want me to do it again? Just do that again. Absolutely. Telling someone, someone. to go fuck themselves. To go fuck themselves. Fuck themselves. Yeah, real emphasis on the fuck themselves. Yeah, underline that. Yeah. Themselves. Yeah, there you go. You got it. That was beautiful. May not be the best way. May not be the best way. To de-escalate oh de-escalate we're trying to de-escalate de-escalate oh yeah. see so there and lay the confusion there was the, there, was there the it issue. was there was the issue right there is the the we de-escalation we really avoided avoided a catastrophe right yeah. there because <laughs> i i will admit i i am not good at that and so my only option 
I'm good at de-escalating, but in the moment, my desire is to tell that person to go fuck themselves. And so what response, like what is a better response? Maybe saying nothing is probably what I end up doing. And then I sit in the room and maybe by saying nothing, everybody will finally ignore me. And then you can just Irish goodbye it. Yeah. Just sit there for a little while and then just be like, well, and get up and just go. And see, if, had they have just played their cards right and not singled you out, they could have gotten a smoke bomb show. I mean, look, here's the thing. And if you are somebody who has an <laughs> introvert in your life and they, you, have, you have said this in the past or you may feel that you are likely to say it in the future, when they join you, that you say something along the lines of, look who decided to join us or something along those lines, know that if you say nothing... The introvert is more likely to stay. You will get the result you actually want by keeping your mouth shut. It's an act of trust. Mm -hmm. And I think that if you are the victim of these social punishments, maybe find a gentle way to forward this and tell you know, the person who needs to hear this to maybe fast forward to around, what, 27 minutes, 27 and a half minutes? Yeah, yeah something along those. Give or take? It's 30 to 26 eh, Give minutes, or take. Along there. Eh, 26. Eh, we'll see what happens during editing. <laughs> and just tell them, hey, listen, it's an act of trust, baby, okay? <laughs> um, are there situations that are not family gatherings that might be at school or something like that where social punishment happens in a different way? Give me an example. Besides school, work, and family? I mean, here's the thing. If you're in school, for example, if you're a young child in school, you're in high school, let's say, you know, because I think that, that social punishment, social punishments start happening when you are in, you know, grade two, three, four, somewhere around there, as you're developing your personality, as, as your introversion is starting to come out. Somebody may start, a teacher may take you aside and start telling you that you need more friends. Hmm. which is like sometimes if you're the right traumatizing kind of introvert you're like i would settle for one i'm i'm fucking good but thanks like no fucking thank you you know of course then you get sent to the principal's office for swearing or or something along the lines of you know you should speak up more in class yeah it happened to me once at well I used to be a brownie. Mm-hmm. I was a part of the girl guides. Mm-hmm. Uh, I always opted out for the sleepovers because I didn't want to go sleep at the church right. <laughs> that we went to. And I just, I didn't really have that many friends. I had one, but like they were there every other time we met, right? And I got pulled aside and the only reason why I remember this, by the way, is because my mom found a whole bunch of my old, like, my old memorabilia and, like, had to show me it. And then I remembered it. So it all kind of came flooding back. So this is pretty recent, This getting this memory. And I remember being pulled aside and by our leader. And she was like, look, I'm really concerned at the fact that you're not coming to these sleepovers and I don't see you, like, going out with any of the other girls and we have a lot of get-togethers and don't you think it'd be really fun? And I feel I have a distinct 
distinct memory of my little seven, eight-year-old self flooding back and going, but the comforts of my room, <laughs> but my Super Nintendo, <laughs> they'll never understand. Yeah. And then I just remember saying, like, I, I really am okay. I just want to come and learn, like, you know, survival stuff, how to build a fire, going camping and earning my badges. That's about all I want to do. And I didn't really stay after that. It felt it, it felt humiliated. I felt like everybody was thinking I, I just no one liked yeah. me. Yeah. And then I blamed myself for the whole thing. Sure, of course. Who else are you going to blame? Not, not like the fact that you socialize differently. Nah, I was kidding. Here's a, here's a, a a story from. I remember I was in. I think it was around grade six or seven. Okay. And it was going to be. We were going. The school or our grade was going to be going on a sleepaway adventure in like January, February, March. In there. Oh my goodness, it's tween Phil. Okay. And All right. we're going to be going for several nights to like this, the conservation center. We'd be sleeping in like cabins with our classmates and and it, we were gonna be doing social things and, and 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 there would be no escape. And I knew this exactly as they were like, Yeah, it's gonna be like you'll be sleeping in cabins with your classmates, and then we're gonna each day we're gonna get together in the in, in at the lodge and we'll have breakfast and we'll sing songs and we'll do this thing and then we'll go out and we'll do outdoor stuff in the cold now first off they lost me with in the cold yeah and outdoors and then they also lost me with like because i kept thinking like what the fuck am i going to say to these people like i don't want to be with them i just want to in the cold in the, in the cold <laughs> i don't want to be like i want to go home at the end of my day and get away from school people and I was stressed about it. I was so stressed about it. Like to the point where I was like, I don't know what I'm going to do, but I can't do that. I don't want to do it. I was yeah. like asking my parents, is there some way that we can like, you don't sign the permission form or something, anything. Did they send you anyway? They did not. My family went to Disney instead. Oh yeah. Okay. I ended up going Hell yeah. that week to Florida. And I was so thankful that I didn't have oh. to worry about that at all. When they told me the relief that fell from the heavens onto me was just like an, I exhaled for the first time in weeks. Okay. So wait, follow yes. up question, follow up question. Okay. So your parents are like, you don't have to worry about it. Don't worry about it. Now, did they say, hey, we got a surprise for you. It just so happens. Or did they say, well, think about it. And then they surprised you. I don't, this is a long time ago. And I don't remember exactly how it all panned out. Okay. I don't know if they had been planning it already and it happened to fall on those dates or, which is probably the likely thing is it just, just happened to be serendipitous or something. I doubt that they mm -hmm. changed the dates to accommodate this thing. But it has so happened that that was that the, those were dates that we were going on. All I remember, I don't remember how they told me. I don't remember the details, but I know that the sense of relief I felt that I wouldn't have to do that was like, I don't know, like, like, like being blessed by the heavens or something. It was that 
intense because oh, I was shit. so stressed about having to spend time with these people outside of school, most of whom were not my friends, who I didn't particularly yeah. like. And I didn't really want to make small talk with people I didn't know for all that, all like for uh, even like three nights, however long it was, I didn't want to do it. In the cold. I'm just yes, again in the making cold, it in the in like cold winter. We no. were going to be snowshoeing. Mm-hmm. And I was like, I don't want to do that. It's outside. It's good. Good Lord. Oh, my gosh. Your era was scary. <laughs> yeah, I know. It's tough being a Gen X. Children snowshoeing? Tough be- I'm sure there was like supervision. But you know what? That may have been negotiable, too. It was the seven. It was the. Yeah. It was the early 80s. Late seven. How it was the early any 80s. of you served a terrible time. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, you went somewhere hot. You were good. And it was, it was, you know, <laughs> in fact, the funny thing is, just side note, when we were in Florida, everybody who lives in Florida, they had been like, there had been like frost. So they were yeah. the orange, the oranges, the orange crops. And everybody there was dressed in sweaters. And like you went to, you went to, they was like, everybody's wearing long pants and sweaters and we're shorts. We're like wearing short pants, like shorts, t-shirts. And we're just like going around cause you know, it's hot for us. And it's like playing a game of yeah. the Canadian. Absolutely. Oh my gosh. We go, Canadians go anywhere tropical. And if it's even so much as like four degrees <laughs> it's just it's above <laughs> we're flip-flopping I mean, here's the thing it was probably not more than like 20 degrees there it was probably not lower than that but they're like oh, yeah so cold so cold we gotta buy the park at the simpsons or whatever the story was we gotta go to, we gotta go down to yeah. series and get the whatever i don't even know what the stories are jc penny we gotta go to jc penny grab buy a parka and people would be wearing like layers and we'd be like this is stupid it's so gorgeous yeah. anyway yeah Anyway, when you got back from this trip, yes. did you get any sort of comments from your classmates or teachers? No. I'm just curious. Yeah, nothing. No, they knew I was going away. The teachers knew I was going away. So they were like, oh, you missed a great time because I was in Florida. You're not going to make. I think everybody knew who got the better exactly. time. I, you, I was not going to be made jealous of their snowshoeing adventure mm-hmm. in the cold. I was in Florida. That would be a time to crack out the whole, you're full of shit if you think that you had more fun than me. You're full of shit, okay? <laughs> everybody knew. Everybody knew. They did not have more fun than me. They did not. Good. I'm glad. They needed to know. <laughs> oh, they knew. They knew. They knew. <laughs> Do we have any sort of, ed- like, like, I'm... We've been going through this. Yes. We've been working through this. We've always got something. But it's just a, I feel that it is okay sometimes to not know what to say in a moment. Do we have one little snippet, even just a tiny little advice of, if they do that, you are in your right mind to walk away and not say anything. Or, well, maybe say something, not nothing altogether. It's one but... of those difficult things because, what again, you and I are both at a loss for what do you say in that situation that does not escalate the situation. Um, it's touchy. It's very touchy because you are hurt and you are more likely to lash out when you are hurt and say something that you may regret later. So I, I think if if... If you can't come up with anything to say, 
it's probably best not to stammer or sputter. Don't, don't, don't stand there going, well, well, uh, just try saying nothing. If you can, turn around and go back to your room. <laughs> or go back to your dwelling. Or socialize for a brief period. And then bail. You know, if you're in a college situation yeah. or you're out, you have roommates and they're having a party and you've spent time in your room, you went out to get a drink, you you ran out of what provisions you'd taken in there before so you could avoid the party and you go out and somebody drops one of those comments on you, try a shrug. Because I think that my best my I'm... best advice is not to say anything, but because my response is probably to to snap or to to, to be snide. Mm-hmm. I think in work situations too, there's a sense of professionalism that needs to be main- maintained. Yeah. If it's a work situation, obviously mm-hmm. go fuck yourself is not the way to respond. <laughs> Just generally, depending on the work environment, on the work environment. Generally, <laughs> even in most work 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 environments, responding to that with "go fuck yourself" is probably not going to get you far, and might get you called to HR. Mm-hmm. So it's probably yeah. best not to do that. Um, Silence is probably your best bet in those situations. Yeah. Practicing, practicing, practicing. Maybe just the one. Find one that works. But like we said earlier, this is something that takes a lot of tact and a lot of practice. So don't be upset with yourself. If you do stutter and stammer that first time, it's going to happen. And don't be discouraged from that because I'm I'm not exactly quick with the quips all the time we are obviously most of the time i am i just want to make that very clear Yes, most of the time yes but in i think because in this situation we feel attacked that yeah the our ability to say something uh snappy to come back with a great comeback is 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 hampered because we are coming from a place of hurt for me in that instance probably silence is the best bet I feel like if I were to do the silence, I would stare a little too long and then I'd creep everybody out. Yeah, but that's not <laughs> passive aggressive. That's not. It's not, but I nothing... freak people out. Good. <laughs> Good. Part of me is like, listen, if you can, if you can pull off the dead stare, they say that and you don't say anything. You just like. Yeah. Like mine would just turn out to be like. Just leave. Just be gone. Just leave. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Pretty much. The stare may be very effective in that situation. Just to say nothing and just like stare at them, and then walk away, either to socialize for a bit and like be in the room, or to just go back to where you came from. We're gonna get so many angry emails from people that tried our methods. We, so many no, angry I, silence will not hurt you. Saying "go fuck yourself" will hurt you. A stare may not hurt you, and it may get the idea across, but it certainly won't get you fired, and it probably won't get you in trouble with with all the people. Listeners, we've had such a great time being your uh, your go to. <laughs> I don't even know if we've been helpful. The, I feel like in this 
I feel like our episodes lately, we've just been wanting to offer more solidarity it's because true. not every situation is going to be easy to navigate the first time you try it. No. And in the, again, practice, practice, practice. It is, it takes a lot of fortitude to build that skin and be able to navigate it with just grace and with, with class and enough to turn the situation around so that no one cares anymore, right? Mm -hmm. Is it something that you're going to want to do? Nope. Is it is your fight or flight going to take over? Yep. Yep. <laughs> you won't be able to think about our advice. Our nope. voices will not be in your head. Nope, not at all. <laughs> so it's like, I, we may not feel helpful, but we can certainly say we've been there. Yeah. Shall we go to social? Mm -hmm. Yes. All right. Maybe they'll be helpful. I don't know, let's find out. <laughs> so we basically asked on social media, what are your experiences with social punishment and how did you deal with it? Abwax said, whenever I get to, whenever I get such directed my way, I just withdraw and I will usually stay away, except if it's something I can't avoid. Then I'll show up when it's absolutely necessary and leave when I'm done. Hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, this is, this is, yeah. this one, this one is, this one is, is, is choice. Louise Ooh. said, my grade 10 English teacher, when we were reading, I remember mama assigned me the lead role of mama. So we can hear what Louise's voice sounds like traumatizing for a shy and introverted teen. I've never forgiven her. I did get back at her though. On her birthday, Later in the year, a group of girls were at her desk, guessing her age. 23, 24. I, who had done the research, looked her dead in the eye and said, 31. Her mouth dropped open. She never bothered me again. <laughs> if I could clap yes. and not hurt the no, microphone, I, I would right now. That was beautiful. That was sheer poetry. Was poetry. Also, I'm 31 right oh. now, and my mouth was agape. But here's <laughs> here's the thing about that: if you if you're a teacher and you have in your class a quiet person who is studious, bookish, and always does their research, don't fuck with that child. Do not fuck with that child. Not at all. Because they will burn you like that so bad oh yeah they the thoughts and ideas that these clever teens get oh mm -hmm. yeah oof. yeah shocking <laughs> do we have any internet do you want to know why we don't have any internet or we have any internet it is a really tough research topic it's true. it is <laughs> we get the because you get more like in our situation, you're going to get more discussions about what happened and how it made us feel. You're not going to get ideas about how to navigate it. So the internet failed us. And I really wanted it to the internet. I wanted to make you cringe. Well, I mean, uh, even if you did make me cringe, if they were helpful tips. Something. But I think I think that the people who mostly talk about it are the people who have experienced it. And I think everybody who experienced it finds themselves in the same position where you're stammering and can't find something good to say. Yeah, and you just feel like sinking into the floor and 
you feel very alone because of it when meanwhile it's something we all experience yeah thankfully well unfortunately we do all experience it we've all experienced it in one way or at one time and another yeah but thank goodness we have a good little community for that's that right right that's right mm -hmm. So did we learn anything today? I learned not to say, go fuck yourself. That was going to be mine. I wrote it down. Remember I said not to uh -huh. say, go fuck yourself. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I, <laughs> I, uh, I, I am reminded not to be so hard on myself when it does happen because it still happens. Mm -hmm. It still does. As much as my family knows me, they've listened to my podcast. Hell, they'll probably be listening to this episode. It's still going to happen. And it hasn't thankfully so much happened with friends. I work from home. So my, my work, my coworkers are all over the place and I just have to meet them through teams. Yeah. So when it does happen with my loved ones, it stings a little bit more mm -hmm. because it's so rare for it to happen and it still makes me feel misunderstood. But I know who I am. I know I love them and I am always going to make the time for them and the frustration that they might feel with me isn't on me. You know, that's a really good way to look at it because them being frustrated with you is not really about you. It's about their reaction to what you need. Which is unfortunate because, you know, we've talked about saying what you need. And at this point, you and I have both said what we need in social situations of people that we love. We, they know that we are introverts and that we need a certain amount. Yep. And if, 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 they, if they are still reacting to our late or, 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 or delayed arrival at some kind of social event with some form of social punishment, then did they listen at all is kind of the question. And fuck them. <laughs> I'm feeling aggressive really tonight. Forget the passive aggression. Forget the passive aggression. You are on with the aggression. Boom. She's just she like, is out she's... to play. <laughs> oh, you got to keep heard... separated for sure. Absolutely. And I, I feel like it's something to do with the Virgo in me. Something in the air. Maybe. Mm -hmm. I hear it's a Virgo moon. Is it? I don't know what that means. I have no clue what that means. <laughs> yeah, I could probably find out. Are you finding no, out? No, not right now. I'm not, not going to. I'll let you. I'll oh, okay. Let you know. I'm not like I'm going to find out like now, but I can find out. Yeah. Okay. Sure. I thought I saw the wheels they, turning. No, there. I was, I was like, like uh, how would I find out? Yes, yeah, so that's how I can find out. Stuff like that. Anyway. <laughs> Friends, thank you so much for listening. As you know, and as we've said so many times, we give you this podcast every two weeks for free. We don't ask any money for it. We don't charge you for it. And we don't even have any advertising on this show. We don't have sponsorships. But we give you this show every week because we enjoy doing it. We enjoy giving you this product. And we enjoy the, the, the community that we've built as we've done it. Um, one thing I will point out, though, is that it does cost money to do a podcast. It costs money to host a website. It costs money to host the, the and deliver the, the, the podcast files. 
It costs money to, to have editing software. And even this recording software that I'm using now, it all costs money. Um, and of course, because we don't have sponsorships, we're not getting any money to do that. That's coming out of our, our pockets. Um, but if you want to help us make this show happen, there is a link in the show notes, which you can find on the website or in your favorite podcast app. And on that link, you can donate to the Keep This Show Going. You can give us a one-time donation, or you could give us uh, a, a repeating, a, a regular monthly uh, donation or, or a regular donation. Doing so would help us to keep this show going. And if just five of you gave us $5 each month, then we would pay just for the hosting. And that would be something that we covered. And if we got more than that, if we got enough, maybe Jess and I could get paid to do this podcast and we might be able to do it more. But the most important thing that you can do is to listen. And because you're listening, we are so glad that you're here and we're thrilled and we will see you again in two weeks. Bye.